Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's 54. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, hello and welcome to Sports Lounge Live. I'm Bill Sparks. From Indianapolis, getting ready to turn it over to Chris because we have a busy show and he'll give you show number and dates and all that important stuff. All right. Well, it's nine twenty one twenty one for those who want to go out and play numbers and stuff like that. And it's one sixty one, so the one is a very prominent number in your chart today. <laughs> last day of and, summer too. And the last yep. day of summer, that's right. I think Paul comes in at three twenty something Eastern tomorrow. It does. So um yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that'll be uh, that'll be good. So anyway, our agenda today, of course, we'll go through the panel. Everybody will say what's going on in their neck of the woods. Uh, and of course, Rick Swan is with us, too. He'll be number two on the panel back uh, uh, this week with us uh, and back to assume his uh, mantle of the NFL guru. Then we have the uh, death to run through 10 of them. Boy, too many. But uh, we'll run through them as quickly as we can. NFL, baseball, college football, NBA, NHL, NASCAR. We got a uh, media uh, thing to cover and uh, boxing. And so, so to start off with the panel, um, a little sad news. Uh, tomorrow we uh, are putting uh, uh, Debbie, Debbie Kathy's guide dog to sleep. Um, she's had some health issues the last uh, year and a half or so, and her hearing isn't good, her sight isn't good, her legs are not great. So she, you know, has just been slowly going down. So we think it's about time. So she's 14, and uh, she always got a lot of compliments, Kathy and she, when they'd go to convention, say, your dog doesn't distract, your dog is so good and so attentive to her work, and she's just a sweet, friendly, lovable dog. And we, we're going to miss her, but uh, you know, it's something we have to do. But Kathy may get another dog in the future. She's thinking about it, but we'll see. But uh, that's the sad news on this end. That'll be tomorrow. But today, I did uh, get into the uh, Zoom call with Bob Ryan uh, from the Globe, of course, uh, with the Perkins Library, and his book is Scribe, S-E-R-I-B-E. And I got the DB number, and it's an older book, so it should be on Bard, I would think. I guess he wrote it in 2013. He retired from the Globe in 2012, and he's been—I didn't realize he'd been retired that long because of course he still does his ESPN stuff and, and other things has a few podcasts one one of them is with uh, he, they, if they do a sports reporter podcast he and Mike Lupica and Mitch Album on Mondays and Thursdays oh I didn't know that wow okay yeah and, and then uh, also he does a, uh, a basketball podcast with another guy I don't know exactly when but maybe if you ask your device and mention Bob Bryan maybe it works that way I don't even know but the uh, number okay. for the book is DBC 0 through 3895 
DBC 03895. If you want to download, it's called Scribe. And it's, you know, his life, not so much personal stuff of his life, but more uh, covering all the different sports. And uh, he has some profiles of some people, two of them that I think would be interesting. would be Chuck Daly, who, of course, uh, coached uh, BC, and then the Detroit Pistons, and then uh, the Olympic team, and Bob Knight. So those are two of them he mentioned that he thought were particularly okay. good. And he's done a lot of books, I, I, maybe 15 or 20 books. So if you go into Bard and look up Bob Ryan, you can read about all kinds of uh, different things. And like I told you last week, he does a Sunday column in the Globe. So and he does, and he said he's going to have a, a lot to say about baseball on Sunday. So you can read that. He kind of talked about it today because he was asked about it. Yeah. And uh, he's just as disappointed in the way, you know, there are more strikeouts than hits a couple of years ago, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So he's going to talk about that on Sunday. And he also pointed out, and I saw that, saw it today, but I didn't get a chance to read it yet. Dan Shaughnessy has a good column on the, on the uh, Brady Belichick. Uh, thing he said it's really a definitive column, and of course they're very good friends. So I will check that out. <laughs> yeah, on, it'll be up there tomorrow. You know, in today's paper, so people need to get it. Uh, you know, tomorrow, today, or tomorrow. So okay, so Rick, what do you have going? Okay, um, I was missing last week, so I just wanted to mention. Like twelve days ago, I officially retired from the for like forty-eight years in the vending facility program. Uh, yeah, it's a little, little bittersweet because it's <laughs> it's partly because of the COVID. I just didn't If it ever gets back to where business was before, it's going to be like starting all over and it's just, it would be too much at this age. So I decided to retire. So that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, getting to the worst thing in the world, the New York Giants. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Thursday night, <clears throat> Daniel Jones played the game of his life and they still, I mean, they just, he, he, he makes a 58-yard touchdown run and they had called for holding, which actually looks like a bad call. They There's a play they're up by three in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, uh, Slayton, the receiver, is in the end. It's like he's playing in the COVID football league because there's nobody around him, and he drops the pass. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, of the field goal for the Washington to win it, they miss it, and they get an offside call, and they kick it again, and they win it. Um, I have a theory of why this stuff happens. Um, this has nothing to do with religion, so don't anybody think about that. But I, I believe that there is a in, – in a higher power that we, we can't comprehend, there's like a corporation that runs the world. Now, in this corporation, there are, there are subdivisions. There's a division for people. Under that, there's a division for entertainment. Under that, there's a division for sports. Under that, there's a division for football. I believe, I believe that – Shortly before Super Bowl 42, one of these slick salesmen from the football division came to me in the middle of the night. And I think these things happen. And, and of course, your, your, your memory is erased afterwards, so you don't know about it. But I believe he came to me in the middle of the night and offered me a deal. And he said, look, you're living in Boston. You get to hear about the Patriots all the time. And they're in the middle of a, of a um, dynasty. We'll, we'll make a deal with you. We'll allow the Giants to beat them on their undefeated season here in Super Bowl 42. And your side of it is that if that happens, the rest of the time, the Giants are going to be a, a roller coaster dumpster fryer. And, and I. Well, you got two Super Bowls. Wait a minute. You got two Super Bowls. Well, I was going to say, in, in my yeah. credit, I think I renegotiated a little bit and got them to say that they'll, the Giants will beat the Patriots anytime they play them in a Super Bowl. So I got that, so I got that extra Super Bowl out of it. Yeah, okay. um, now you have to root for the Patriots to get back to the Super Bowl before 2026. Yeah. I mean, who knows that's ever yeah. going to happen again? But yeah. So what I'm getting at is I think this is all my fault. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, but I, but, I, we'll but if change. I was offered the same deal again, I'd take it again. I we, think, we, we'll just change your name to Joe 
Hardy from the yeah. damn damn Yankees or whatever. Yeah. Okay. You know, so but, you know, before the uh, before the men in the white coats and the butterfly nets come to take me away, I better turn this over to Perry. But. I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, boy, it's a beautiful day. It's about seventy degrees here today. It hasn't been this cool in months, but we had a cold hmm. front move through last night, so it is beautiful. And um, we start our triple triple A baseball. We start our ten game. Every team plays ten games, and I guess whoever wins the most out of that gets a an award or something like that, you know, as as a winner. So uh, I know the I Cups. We get five with St. Paul, and then next week it's five. The St. Paul games are up in St. Paul, and, the, and then next week we play Omaha here. So teams that we've already played about 185 times this year, seemingly, you get to play ten more. But next year is going to be better because the I Cups open in Buffalo. That'll be a new team. We haven't played them since the 90s and uh we're going to play a lot of new teams next year so that'll be yeah you said worcester nice. i think you're playing worcester too right sounds like it point. yes yes yeah, good. so it'll be kind of cool to you know to see all the new teams and of course the um the rams won their second game so they're two and oh and uh, we'll see how that goes and um the college football went well this week iowa, iowa state and you and i all won uh, Ole Miss won, so all was good in the college football world. We'll get to all that stuff going yep. forward. And uh, Bill, how are things? How are things in the great state of Indiana? Soon well, to be the great state of Florida, I hear. Yeah, next week the state of Florida. But for this week, if you're a Colts fan, not so good. When you when you drive down to the one yard line twice and do not score. A field goal or a touchdown. The game could have been decisively different with the Rams. And, of course, unfortunately, you lose your injury-plagued quarterback due to your whatever line, and you just have troubles. And so that's kind of what went on this weekend. Indiana University's fallen in old tradition and losing big games. And so there goes that season. So if you're a football fan... Not so good. Pick it up, Robert. Is it Bill? Bill, are you saying now bring on basketball now? Yeah, well, that's you know what that is, so. Robert. Well, uh, in my case, uh, baseball is not going so hot. It looks like the A's are going to miss out on October, but. My Raiders have beat the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm absolutely amazed. We've been beaten up during both of those games, so I don't know if our success is going to continue. But we have the Miami Dolphins this week, and uh, they got embarrassed on Sunday. And and they they also got beat up, so hopefully we can steal another game. So uh, that's good here. And uh, things are improving here as far as buyers go, and, and so hopefully uh, before too long we won't have those to deal with until next year when they all start again around here. But, um, and weather is improving, so I'm glad fall is going to arrive. Anyway, uh, Sean? Well, going pretty good here. That cold front the Perry <coughs> got last night's coming through here tonight, so we're going to get some cooler temperatures. They're saying mid-50s for a low Thursday, so, hey, we're looking at it and had a good – I've done good so far this year in some of my winnings and 
football. I've won a couple different uh, squares on a board, and you know, and a missed field goal by Minnesota saved me in a last man standing contest where you pick their team each week. You know, if they win, you keep going. I had oh, Arizona. Kind of, yeah, the survivor deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I had Arizona. My wife had Tampa Bay, so she she had never been in it before. She got in it, and she picked Tampa Bay. That was easy. Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. That was like, ooh, I was, I was like, I'm gonna get eliminated the first week, but so, but yeah, no, so I'm doing. No, we, we have the call. We have the call of that. Very good to we, you. Yep. We have the call when we get to the uh, football games. We have the call of that coming up, so you'll hear. Oh, yeah. how, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm actually, I'm impressed. I'm doing better this year in my winnings than I have. You know, it's like different, different uh, squares on quarters and different. Uh, Contest. I won one last week. In week one, I found out after the show because I'd already given up because I'd only picked nine games correctly. Never and, give up. Never give up. But yeah, but the other guys, the other people that picked, did worse than I did. So, uh-huh. <laughs> that's, hey, so I got eighty bucks out of it last Thursday. Right, okay. But anyway, speaking of you wanting to call us or get in touch with us throughout the show or any time throughout the week, you can email us or lounge at allthingsradio.net or. 773-572-7715 or 800-693-0595 option 2 that leave a message tell us the sport comes live and during the show you can call in on the zoom number that was given or if you want to come in directly 317-886-1103 and don't forget 1pm eastern 10am pacific tomorrow wednesday the bill and perry extravaganza this it's not just a show it's an experience Right here on the legend. Okay. Call in with your request. All right. So let's okay, get here on we with go. the show. Here we go. The the fastest three minutes in, in sports, we hope. Gene uh, Little, 78, uh, died. He, uh, co- he went to college at high point, 65-69. He was a point guard there. He's all-time scorer for them. Then he went to the ABA, the Carolina Cougars, 69-74. Kentucky Colonel, 74-75, and 75, where he won a championship. Then assistant at Cleveland, 76-77. He went to NCA in uh, North Carolina, A&T, 77-79. And then uh, as a head, then assistant in Utah, and then in Cleveland again, went bounced around as an assistant all over the place, and then uh, let's see, where was he? Oh, he coached in Cleveland for 15 games as a Cavalier interim head coach, and then uh, he was the Charlotte head coach in the final 42 games in the full season of 90 and then 91, so the end of 90 and then through the 90-91 season, and then was an assistant in Denver and uh, head, uh, his co- head coaching record is 44-111 and in the NBA, and then uh, and let's see, at the NCA and T was 40 and 15. And uh, let's see. So basically, he uh, sort of bounced around, as, as uh, Sean said when he sent it out. He remembered him as a coach, and uh, I didn't even remember him that much as that. Jack Eagers, right, uh, right wing, a lot of hockey players. Uh, we lost some hockey folks this week. 72 years old, right wing in hockey. Played for the Rangers from 69 through 71. Blues, 71, 73. Rangers again, 73, 74. Washington, 74, 76. So an original capital. And he, he won the uh, first, he scored the first uh, uh, game-winning goal for the Capitals uh, in uh, October of 74. 64 goals, 69 assists for 133 points, and five goals, six assists for 11 in the playoffs. And then, uh, as I said, he won the, f- the first game with a goal uh, August 7, uh, October 17, 74 against the Blackhawks. And uh, he was fireman after he retired. And then we have Fred Danfield, a big local name here, 77 years old. 
center, played for the Chicago Blackhawks. This is hockey again. Chicago, 64-67. The Bruins in 67 through 73. We're not going to run that trade down again, but the, the <laughs> biggest uh, height since the Brinks uh, job with the with the Blackhawks and uh, Fred Sanfield and Kenny Hodge and Phil Esposito came here. And uh, he then he played for the Minnesota 73-75. When they traded him, they got Jill Jill Bear, who was a good goalie here for quite a number of years. Here at Buffalo, 75 through 78. Then he played for the Hershey Bears in his last year. He won the Cups in 70 and 72 with the Bruins. 211 goals, 405 assists for 616 points. And then in the playoffs, playoffs, on the next page, he we have um, 21 goals and 35 assists, 56 points. And he was the center on the line with Johnny McKenzie and Johnny Busick for the, for the Bruins. And then, uh, let's see, I think that's I, it. I see your him. hand is up here. We'll get you in just a second. Okay, we have Rick Arrington, 74 years old. He was an Eagles quarterback from 70 through 72. He only started five games. He threw three touchdowns and nine interceptions, so that's why he wasn't the Eagles quarterback for very long. And he was out because of knee injuries. And he's the father of reporter Jill Arrington and grandfather of two actresses, uh, uh, Dakota and L. Fanning. That's what it says, L. I guess E-L-L. Yes. Lou yes. Angotti, back to hockey, he's 83 years old, from Toronto. He was a right wing. He played uh, for Rochester. Then he came up to the Rangers, 74, 64 through 66. Blackhawks, 66, 67. Flyers, an original Flyer, 67, 68, and their first captain. Then uh, the Penguins, 68, 69. Blackhawks again, 69 through 73. St. Louis, 73, 74. And then, uh, and then the Chicago WHA team in 75, the first Flyer captain. And he had... Uh, 103 goals, 186 assists, 289 uh, points in playoffs, 8 and 8 for 16. He coached the Blues for 23 games in 73-74. And then uh, then he brought uh, broadcast for the Blackhawks after he retired from 76, the color for them, 76 through 80. And then uh, he was the head coach for the Penguins, 83-84. His coaching record was not stellar, 16-58 and 6. And then he was uh, with the Penguins, 22-78 and 12. Uh, Oh, 22, 78, and 12 altogether, and uh, perhaps died of cancer. That's not clear. Then we have um, Carl DePasqua, 93 years old, Pittsburgh, uh, went to Pitt for college, 46 through 49, defensive back coach for the Panthers, 58 through 65, head at Waynesburg State, 66 and 67, then at Pittsburgh Steelers, defensive line coach in 68, then the head of the Pitt Panthers, 69 through 72, 13 and 29, and overall, he was 32 and 30, but they credit him for having built the foundation that Johnny Majors took over, including uh, Tony Dorsett, to move on to uh, uh, you know, the greatness that Pitt had with, under the Johnny Majors era. Many of the recruits came in with him. Steve Riley, 68 years old, USC offensive lineman, 70 through 74, teammate of Sam Cunningham. They won that championship in 72, as we talked about last week with Sam. Uh, 25, uh, 25th pick overall by Minnesota, 74 through 84, and he picked, played with McTinglehoff, who we talked about last week. We, uh, we started 128 games, and, and no cause of death was given. We have Roger Brown. Now, I remember this name, and people remember if they're old enough like me and Rick, they may remember this game. Yes, 1962. <laughs> yeah. A very rainy day. I think more people were inside because of that. They said that was one of the highest regular season rated games back in that era because the Packers were undefeated. So Roger Brown, 84 years old, defensive tackle, college at Maryland State, which is now Maryland Eastern Shore. And then he was around four pick by the Lions in 60, played for them from 60 through 66. Then the Rams, 67 through 69. Uh, two interceptions and 15 recoveries. Two uh, Pro Bowls in 62 and uh, 66. 62 and 67. 
I'm sorry, in, in uh, he's the Detroit Ring of Honor and then the College Hall of Fame. And then he sacked Bart Starr seven times on that Thanksgiving, November 22nd, 1962, when they beat the, that was the only loss the Packers suffered all season, including, of course, they won the championship game over the Giants. And then, uh, then he became a restaurateur after that. And part of the two uh, fearsome foursomes, Deacon Jones, Lamar Lundy, and uh, Merlin Olson for the Rams, and then with Alex Karras in Detroit, uh, and then uh, Darius McCord and uh, Sam Williams. So two fearsome foursomes to his credit. And we only have two more, I think, here. And we have uh, Billy so Pierre, if you Pierre, if you want to start unmuting, go ahead. Yeah, sure you can. Go ahead, Pierre. Billy Maxwell, 92 years old, North Texas. Uh, he played golf there. Four NCAA championships from 49 through 52, then the U.S. Amateur in 51. Then he went in the Army, then came out, became a pro. He won 10 pro tournaments, and the best he did for the majors was to tie for fifth. In, he never played in the British, but he played in the other three, tied for fifth. And the last one is Neil McCarthy, 81 years old, Weaver State coach. He's uh, from Ogden, Utah. There, That's where they are, 74 through 85. Then New Mexico State, 85. Through '97, he was fired. Then in, uh, in, in New Mexico, after during the just before the '97 season, he was 419 and 209. 205 and 98 in Weber State, 248 and 123 New Mexico State. Postseason, he 12, 12 postseason appearances. The best appearance he had was uh, in the Sweet 16 in 1992 in the NCAA. And uh, Lou Henson is the winningest coach in New Mexico State, but he was the second winningest coach. So that's it for those. So we're ready for Pierre, and, more uh, than ready for Pierre. We're going to bring in Pierre. Pierre, the last I heard on this uh, Superdome story, there was a fire today in the roof of the Superdome. It doesn't sound like there was a lot of damage. It sounds like it was minor, but nonetheless, there was a fire on the roof of the Superdome. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know how that's going to affect the Saints or not. Of course, after Sunday, I don't know how much effect it would have on that. But <laughs> I mean, well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping what happened was Sunday they didn't have, there were seven offensive coaches had the virus. Right. They had their four uh, number one players on defense out with an injury, and you know, and then they're practicing in Texas. So, it's, and then the dome catches on fire. I wonder these Catholics are saying y'all need to get rid of that name Saints. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they need to make a deal like Rickett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, I watched that LSU game. Uh, Saturday, and that was two different ball games. Number one, in in, in the first uh, half, they played lights out. The second half, they came out and it's like they said, "Well, we're ahead now. We can just quit." And uh, so, if they play against Mississippi State like they played the first half, they'll win. If they come out like they played the second half, forget it. What do you think of the Saints coming up here this week, up here? Well, uh, thinking about. Uh, the Packers, and then thinking about this past weekend, I don't know what to think. Yeah, me neither. Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't know what yeah. you're going to get. It's right. funny because you were mentioning how they were missing defensive players, and one of them was their start cornerback, uh, Marshawn Latimer. And right. I heard somebody say Sunday that he was he was going to miss the game with a thumb injury, which he got the same day he signed his new contract. I'm thinking he should have signed it with the other hand. Now, from what I heard with the coaches on the offense, Pierre, that wasn't a big deal because Sean Payton calls the plays anyway, so they didn't think that was a big deal to the yeah. offense. Yeah, so, so I, I just have no idea what 
Uh, no. But Sean Payton does have a way of rallying them like that. So I'm hoping that's all I can yeah. do. For- yeah, we'll, we'll see. It should be an interesting game, that's for sure. Well, we have yeah. another rallying cry coming in now after Pierre. Jerry, why don't you go ahead and unmute, and we would hear from you. Hey, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Okay, there we'll get I back. Am. There he is. There he is. Okay, I'm here now. Um, well, it could have been any worse than Pitt's performance on Saturday. I was <laughs> yeah, really, that was weird. That yeah. was really weird, man. <laughs> but what I wanted to come in, and uh, in case some of you don't know, and listeners out there um, who don't have any connection with Fillmore or anything, uh, there's going to be a documentary of some sort about Muhammad Ali. Oh, no, it's already going on, Jerry. Uh, It it started on Sunday. It goes Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I I recorded it. I'm recording it because i got to talk about it on Sunday for my podcast. Uh, It's a different documentary. Ken Burns did it, and, of course, he does a very good job. I've already seen the first two hours. As soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'll be watching the second two hours. And it's and on uh, HBO or is it? No, it's on, on uh, PBS. PBS. Right? Yeah. Part of it, man. I'll have to catch it. Try well, to get it on demand later. Y- yeah, no, it's a very good documentary, uh, Jerry, as from what I've seen so far. But I, I've still got more to watch, and I will be talking about it on Sunday if I'm given the opportunity. Because Ken Burns does very good work. <laughs> he does. I remember his baseball stuff. Oh, yeah. And Civil War. Yep. 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 All right. Good job, Jerry. Well, it's 28 after. How about we do yeah, the break before break. we do the scores? Then yeah, we'll okay. come back and go through the NFL games. Right. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat, and I'm doing a downward dog, and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. 
Well, we're back. I would bet Rick is probably thinking, why don't we play 10 more minutes of those? Because I'm guessing the first yeah. game we're coming up to, he wants nothing <laughs> yeah, to do he, with. But He wants to hear the stork again. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back. So. I'm going to put my pants on my head. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Linda will appreciate that. Okay. So, um, all right. These scores. And, then, of course, we need to talk a little bit more about this Giants game. Uh, Washington 30, Giants 29. And I asked Rick um, the other day, and maybe you can talk about this. How much of this is the coaching staff, of uh, Joe Judge? How much is this is the players? I mean, what is what is what do you think is watching? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, the, what the couple of things I thought I knew coming into this year was that it, the defense was pretty good, and it hasn't looked good in either game. And the other thing is the coaching. It's not. I mean, the first week, judge to a to a challenge flag on a scoring play, which is a penalty. You can't do that. You got to know the rules. Yeah. And and this this Thursday night, they oh, I think they had a delay a game penalty after a timeout. They had two defensive timeouts in that last drive by Washington because they had too many men on the field, and and they. Actually, and I was saying this to Chris, I, I, I thought, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought an NFL team could not call two timeouts in a row. And I believe the Giants did on that drive, but they didn't get called for it. Um, it's just, I don't know, the coaching, it, it just, and, and then you had the Kenny Galladay on the sideline yelling at, I, well, they, they, everybody thought he was yelling at Daniel Jones. I guess it's come out now that he was actually yelling at Jason Garrett, which makes it a little better because I'd yell at Jason Garrett sometimes too. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anybody else with any comments on uh, that? Game? Uh, well, um, I think, the, I think since we're starting to get younger officials, I'm wondering if the officials are keeping up with the rules. I think the officiating on a whole in the first two games has been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, because, uh, you know, they, it seems like they're transferring and getting a lot of younger officials. Uh, because remember a couple of years ago, they, they had this thing about, you know, we need to update our officiating and all that. But uh, sometimes it's not necessarily a good thing to do that because uh, I've noticed in a lot of NFL games this year, a lot of penalties are either being called too much or they're not being called enough. Well, I yeah. think a lot of times, you know, and, and that may be, and the NFL initiated this, but you'd have to look at each individual. And I think some people, uh, different broadcasters, different people are, are reevaluating their lives after COVID. And you just don't know whether people retire because they're getting to be 50, 55. Am I going to really spend my week? And running around on a football field, or do I want to spend more time with my family or something? Right, you know? right. So you don't know. Okay, next one we got Chicago at Cincinnati, and as, <laughs> as we go through, I'll, I'll mention the uh, key injuries that I know yeah. about, and we can uh, update them. Go do it that way. So Chicago beat uh, Cincinnati twenty to seventeen, of course. Uh, uh, Dalton got hurt. Andy Dalton got hurt. And then in came uh, uh, Justice Field. Field. And he threw uh, a couple of interceptions, I guess, that brought the Bengals back into the game. I guess he did okay other than that. But well, I think he already threw one interception, but it was a, it was a terrible interception. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, but, and it, from what I heard yesterday, unless you know something more, Rick, it looks like Dalton uh, didn't get hurt too badly, and they say he no, might play on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, he's dated, and, and then they're saying he's definitely the starter if he's healthy. i got a feeling he's going to miss this game. Game, which makes it makes it a huge game for Fields because he's got to show some. I'll tell you, after he came in, he did not look very good to me. He ran the ball a couple times pretty well, but throwing the ball, he didn't look good to me at all. And this is his chance. If, if he comes in and, and lays an egg, then you may not see him the rest of the season. Yeah, and that, that'll really that'll be the it for unless they really make a run in the playoffs. That'll be it for this group because you know yeah. coaching and general manager because they put yeah. their money in. I thought the, I thought and again I wasn't here last week, but the the first game against the Rams on on Sunday night. I thought Dalton played pretty well. Now, Collinsworth kept saying, yeah, Collinsworth kept saying how the safeties for the Rams are playing deep, so they had to take the underneath stuff, and he did it. He took what they gave him, and I thought he played pretty well. 
Okay. Well, Cleveland beat Houston 31-21, and uh, uh, Taylor got hurt. Uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Yeah. Uh, what's the story on that? Have you heard anything, uh, Sean? It's, it's a hamstring injury, but yeah. it's not. Again, he's day to day too, right? And for a while, from oh, but they're, they're playing we'll, Thursday night, so we'll he's probably Thursday. not going to play. Yeah, that's I heard he wasn't right. Gonna play Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, play Thursday. And you know, they hung in with Cleveland. I'll give them credit. You know, they they hung with them. They for did. a little yeah. while, and yeah. you know, I'll give them credit on that one. Yeah, they they're did. playing a lot better than I thought they were going to. Yeah. It'll be Jacoby Percent, I believe. Um, no, no, not for Houston. Yeah. It'll, be, uh, it'll be David Mills. Oh, that's yeah. right. The right. yeah. Stanford quarterback. No, okay. All the backup quarterbacks came in at one time or another. It was hard to keep track of who was yeah. playing for who. Yeah. Okay, then, but we had Bill and uh, Perry going at it. Uh, they oh. may do a show together, but they were rivals <laughs> on the football field. <laughs> this is true. And Perry seemed to be Bill's team. The Rams won thir- uh, 27-24. And uh, Perry, why don't you start off? And then, Bill, you can fill in what you think happened. Well, I, I think the game was really the, the pace was set in the first quarter like Bill said when the Colts got in down in there at the one yard line and it was I believe it might have even been first and goal but it was at least second and goal and you had three, at least three chances to get in and you Four. got nothing and then um, you know the Rams uh, it was a road game they did what they needed to do but uh, the Colts, I thought the, the pace of that game was set in the first quarter. When you get when you get on the one yard line and it's first or second down, you, boy, you got to be able to get that in. You can't. Yep. Can't that was do that twice in. that happened, but they made up for it on that punt um, when they recovered that punt for a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. So that helped. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the, two, two, two sprained, sprained ankles. ankles. Yes. <laughs> two he, sprained ankles for. Wins and then of course speaking of backups, here comes Mr. Fourth Round himself, Jacob Eason. What's he do? The first thing fires that interception, and yep. that stops cool. a drive. Um, Is the I other know. guy going to get a chance? I know Sean's been pushing El- for this. Ellinger's out. He should be coming back in a couple of weeks. Well, I am, uh, from what I hear, Bill, you're going to be stuck with Jay, so Jacob Eason this week because. They say Wentz will probably not play. So, yeah, Ellinger's still out until I think probably week four, week five. Okay. So I don't know that he's coming back until we'll see. But their offensive line is bad. Defense is bad. The coach says, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Buffalo, big bounce back for them, 35 to nothing over Miami. And Tua got hurt, too. What, Tua got ribs, hurt. Right? Yep. Bruised ribs. And Jacoby Brissett played be there. Yeah. And Tua, Tua um, and- is... Listed day to day, from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. today. Okay. Yeah. Well, they but can put him in a black jacket, you know, if they if they want to. But you know, yeah. but I, I it's it seemed like the game. I mean, Tua wasn't going to get him thirty five points. I mean, no. But again, the defense was on the field too long. I mean, Tua might have moved the ball better. But as good as they played against the Patriots on uh, the week before, they played that badly. And I don't think Buffalo reached their potential. It's not like they kind of hanging around, hanging around. Oh, you okay? You want it to really pull away? Okay, we we can do that if you want. And, you know, yeah. it's kind of like it was what fourteen to nothing for the longest time. So. Right. You know, they were kind of letting the Miami stay in the game, but they finally put the hammer down. But Buffalo's uh, defense looks pretty good because remember, even yeah, that yeah. first, you know, even that first game, they lost to Pittsburgh. One of the touchdowns was a block punt. Yeah. So the so the defense didn't give up a whole lot in that game either. But yeah, but Miami uh, looked like it was just a bad uh, situation all around. And when you lose your quarterback, and we lost what about four quarterbacks in about half an hour, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's weird, but they're all like they all could play this week. It's weird. I, yeah. well, I don't think Taylor will because they're playing Thursday night. But no. right, and then uh, you know, and of course Mayfield was out briefly 
then he came back. Yeah. So yeah. him yeah. too. So then the Patriots beat the Jets twenty-five to six. I think it was a workmanlike win. You know, as we've said about other Patriots wins in the in the Brady era. Really, I mean, they've, a lot of the talk up here this week has been, you know, that they don't want to let the you know the, take the governor off. You know, let Jones throw in the end zone. But yeah. he's looking. He's being so analytical. He's so so smart. He's he's not sure what he can do and what the other players are going to do. I think that's the problem. Is going to solve itself in a few weeks. I think he's going to figure that out. And yeah. now the question is, does he still? You know, there's been improvements in the receiving core. It's better, but is it still? You know, it ain't. It ain't Randy Moss and uh, you know uh, those guys uh, down there either. So and he and he's not got Gronk and he's not got the, some of the weapons Brady had. Even though he complained at times he didn't have any, he's got fewer weapons. Uh, it's a little like Brady's first couple of years when he didn't have a whole lot either. But I think I think he's on the right track. But the Jets are so bad. I mean, oh, oh man, they're awful. They're bad. He's going to have to eventually open it up a little though because yeah. there was one play Sunday where they did a flea flicker and he ended up completing a pass down the left sideline for about I think it was 19 yards. But they were saying that he had another receiver on the other side wide open for, you know, it could have been a touchdown. Well, by it's the just, time he saw him, I think Scott Zoller said by the time uh, he saw him, it was too late. He didn't see him quick enough. So that's, I just think you know. he's, he's so afraid of making a mistake, you know, with Belichick. <laughs> you just yeah. can't make mistakes. But uh, we're talking about these rookie quarterbacks, and again, he looked much better than the other rookie that he was playing, Justin Wilson, who threw uh, uh, Zach, 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 Wilson. Zach Wilson, who threw uh, four, four interceptions. Yeah, he, Justin uh, Wilson yeah. was the occasion. Too. He looked lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's who he was. Okay, but yeah, the, no, it was, a, it was a good win. I mean, a win is a win, and and I, I think they can beat the Saints. They should be able to beat the Saints. And then, of course, uh, Brady will come in here and do whatever he does, and then we'll move <laughs> on with the rest of the season. San Francisco beat Philadelphia 17-11. to 11. This was one of those games where I don't think San Francisco really woke up till about 2.30 in the afternoon Eastern time and finally managed to pull yeah. ahead. But the Eagles played them tough, that's for sure. Yep. There's two defenses out there that are really amazing me. They're playing so much better than I thought. One is Philly and the other is Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yep, so far. But San Francisco had more running back injuries like they do every week. Yes. <laughs> oh, who got hurt for them? Well, Hastings had uh, some kind of a knee injury. He's out for a while. Yep. Um, um, Mitchell at one point had an injury, but he came back. He was. Okay. I think he's going to be okay. And uh, Sermon had a uh, concussion. He may be yep. out for a while. Yep. Okay. I just uh, real quick here. Oh. And I had heard a statistic that in the last five games, they were all decided by between the Raiders and Steelers. They were all decided by three points. That's well, correct. This one was yeah. not. The Raiders won at twenty six seventeen. What's your thought on it, Robert? Uh, Sorry, well, hold, hold on, Bill, Bill, Bill. Were you trying to say something? Yeah, right there? I'm just going to say this real quick. Tyler Taylor is placed on injured reserve. So okay. he's going to so be out. Of out. So he'll be out a few weeks. Then. Three yeah. weeks at least. Okay. okay. Back to Robert. Okay, Robert. Um, as far as the Raiders are concerned, I'm really impressed. Uh, our, our defense was terrible last year. It looks like uh, that they've improved it a great deal, but we've gotten beaten up in the first two games of this of this season. We have an awful lot of injuries. I think we're pretty lucky that we're going to be playing at Miami on Sunday because if we were yeah. playing anybody with, with any consequence, um, I think we'd be in trouble. I think we, we can beat Miami because I don't think their defense is that hot, giving up 35 points. I've been surprised. Um, I've been surprised with the Raiders because out of all too. the undefeated teams we still left, because not necessarily that they have, but because of who they beat, they're probably the most yeah. surprising. Of the, I mean, not yeah. not that they're undefeated, but I mean, you beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and and by the way, uh, 
what's uh, Roethlisberger tore has a torn pectoral muscle. Yeah, so that's just out. today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, big. I think poor Big Ben is going to have a very difficult year. Pittsburgh has a brand, a practically a brand new offensive line, yeah. and the first couple of games he's been beat up pretty badly. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. going to be a very long year for Ben. Well, I'm now Ty hurt his ankle, um, and they but they did an MRI and it's it's negative. And they think he'll yeah, be okay um, for Sunday. When he yeah. went down, Rick, I thought, oh my god. Oh, I know it didn't look. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but he's. Oh, I've seen him play this well. He looks real good. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot better. No, uh, he's finally figured out John Gruden's offensive system, <laughs> and he pretty much runs it now on the field. I mean, Gruden will send in the plays, but a lot of time you'll see Derek at the line of scrimmage. He'll go, no, I don't want to go with that play, and he'll come up with his own, you know, so. Okay. Sounds like Jacobs will probably miss this game like, next uh, game. Yeah, too, I, but, think, yeah. I think Josh is going to be out a while, yeah. so, yeah. All right, Carolina yeah. over New Orleans, twenty-six to seven. Carolina's playing pretty well. Too. Yeah, the defense yeah. Yeah. amazes me. Yeah. And uh, it looks like Sam Darnold has, um, is going to turn into the quarterback the Jets wanted, but he's yeah. going to do it for Carolina. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is uh, this is not a good week for Jets. It's just it's just another guy that left Adam Gates and started playing well. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Denver beat Jacksonville twenty-three thirteen. Broncos are undefeated, and uh, I guess Lawrence, you know, is, you know, is just hanging in there, doing okay, but uh, not they've got not too many holes around. Yeah. Now, uh, Rick, you uh, you've got to see the Broncos last week uh, play yeah. the Giants. Uh, are they are they as good as beating the Giants in Jacksonville? Or oh, I think so. They, I mean, I've, I've always kind of liked Bridgewater. Um, they've got a lot of, of course, they lost Judy for, a while, and that's going to hurt a little bit. But uh, yeah. but they've got other guys that can step in with Patrick and Hamlin and and I, and as long as the defense, you know, like. Chubb and, and, you know, stays healthy. He was out all last year, I think. they they got a yeah. pretty good defense. So, you know, okay. starting 2-0 and on the road is a, is a And they got to get play the Jets. And they yeah. play the Jets, so that helps. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, we, we now, here we go. We got, the, we got the call of the week coming up here. And get those okay. ready. Because Arizona beat Minnesota 34-33. to A real back-and-forth game. And I was mostly listening to the Cowboys game and somewhat the uh, the Tennessee game. So I really didn't have, wasn't paying attention to that game. But every time I checked, the score was changing. And the teams were taking the lead and going. Going back and forth and stuff. I was sweating. <laughs> he was sweating. <laughs> and so we got the 34-33, and uh, Arizona was leading, and Minnesota had the ball. And uh, Paul Allen, uh, one of our favorites, was calling it for the Vikings. And let's see if uh, Bill can play it for us. Oh. Or not. <laughs> and, of course, this will be the second week in a row that Paul has um, been referenced <laughs> to on call the field. field goal. Yep. Okay. All right. I don't know. Well... Don't know what's going on. Okay, well, we'll see if we can get back to that. We will. What uh, is it with Minnesota kickers? You know, I don't know. What Blair about, Walsh, Gary Anderson? Yeah, yeah. never uh, going back to '99. Yeah. Player, yeah, yeah, Gary Anderson in that Atlanta game. Yeah, the Tampa Bay beat Atlanta. Uh, what was it? Uh, 48, 48, 25, 25. Uh, 48-25. And, and yeah. they kind of let Atlanta back in briefly. And then they said, "Oh, yeah. enough of this," and uh, you know, went off. And Gronk caught a couple, and, and you know, Brady threw how many? Like five, five touchdowns. touchdowns or five, yeah, nine yeah. for the year. Yeah. And he has um he's now with fourteen if you don't when he throws fourteen more touchdown passes, he'll now have as many touchdown passes thrown in his forties as he did in his twenties. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That is and crazy. also Tampa Bay won Tampa Bay became the first team going back to the last year in the play including the playoffs to win nine games in a row, scoring at least thirty points in every game. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good for our league for somebody having their offense. That is and right now Gronk has four touchdowns and the Patriots have three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got Gronk, so that's not yeah. the worst. <laughs> okay. Dallas beats the Chargers twenty to seventeen. That was you know, started off like I was 
close to fire. Then the game kind of turned into a slog. It was kind of yeah. a defensive struggle there for a while. But uh, Dallas managed to kick, what was it, a 56-yarder to win that? Yeah. And Mike, Mike yeah. McCarthy almost blew that big time. Yeah. He let the clock run down from 29 seconds. Down and, to four. And, you know, and so, yeah, seven for the 56-yard. And, and his, his explanation afterwards was that the clock he was watching went out. And, and his offensive coordinator, who also watches the clock, says a cameraman was in his way. This is, I mean, this, this is SoFi Stadium with a scoreboard that, that's bigger than some city blocks. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can't you also notify, you know, when the two ways go out on one side, they notify the officials. Can't you, you know, like, wave at the official and say, hey, we got a He's trying to make an excuse, Chris. The clock didn't go out. <laughs> you know, well, Jerry wouldn't hire somebody who'd lie, would he? Anyway, oh, yeah. he lucked, he lucked when they hit that 56-yard field goal. Yeah. Well, coming a big comeback for the Tennessee Titans. They were down 24-9 to yeah. at halftime. Derrick Henry, my guy, oh, went man. crazy. And uh, they brought him back, and they won it in overtime 33-30. to And uh, Henry had uh, three touchdowns and 238 total yards, I think it was. Yeah. And I think yeah. he only had like 30-something at halftime. Yeah, yeah. Probably, he had done the nothing best, probably the best running back in the league currently. Oh, right, yeah. sure. Absolutely yeah. right now. Yeah. And then on the Sunday night game, we had Baltimore beating Kansas City 36-35. Now, I went to, to bed when it was 35-23, and the next thing I hear is they won it. They came back, and I guess Jackson ran a couple of in. Does this take yeah. the uh, onus off of Jackson or not? Uh, no, he's, he's got to do something in the playoffs, Chris. Yeah. Well, I do say I agree with someone who said this week. This does make it a legitimate rivalry, Mahomes and Jackson, because Jackson won a game. Yeah, you got to win the playoffs. Yeah, you said he had to get that one off his back. It's a legitimate yeah. rival. Yeah. Uh, we're going back to Bob Ryan, he, there was uh, people talking about the Red Sox Yankee uh, series, uh, you know, in the '80s and '90s, or even you know, yeah, basically the '80s and '90s. Talk about the big rivalry is. He says there isn't much of a rivalry between a hammer and a nail. If you're always getting beaten, you know. That's <laughs> Not a rivalry. Yeah, That's what Bob yeah. Ryan said. So yeah, but you know, got to win one. So yeah. wow. The end of this game, Chris. They were Kansas City was driving down by one. There's like a minute and a half left, and that Baltimore 35 yard line. They only needed a field goal, so yeah. it, it was pretty much over. That you know, just going to waste some time. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumbled. Yeah, now, he, had, he had not fumbled his entire career at LSU or all of last year. This was his first fumble ever in college or pros. Right. Wow. And and then Baltimore took the ball, and they you know Kansas City still had their three timeouts, so they got to a fourth and one, and Kansas City using all their timeouts, but the Baltimore punted. Kansas City would still have, I think, like 30, 40 seconds to try to get down, get a field goal. So Hobbs said, I'm not I'm not giving it back to Mahomes. And they went for it on fourth and one, and Jackson picked it up on the run. So, yeah. yeah, that's like the, the, the thing with the Patriots that time. He didn't want to give it back to uh, uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning that time. Yeah, in, uh, yeah with, the, with Indianapolis. So, yeah, yeah. You, you have to do that when you know you got a quarterback like that on the other side of the field. Yeah. And the last game, of course, last night, uh, the, I was beginning to wonder where the Green Bay Packer defense was, but it finally showed up. Yeah. And they, uh, they beat the Lions uh, 35 17 Rodgers bounced back with four touchdowns. And, you know, uh, this uh, Jones is uh, the, the offense for Green Bay now. And the big story coming out of this was not the game itself, but of course, Aaron Jones scored a touchdown and his necklace came off, and the necklace had his dad's ashes in it. Oh, jeez. Oh. And so he was worried. He thought it lost, but apparently this morning the groundskeepers at Green Bay found him, so he got his dad's ashes back. But he was joking about it. He was on several interviews talking about how uh, 
He said, if I'm going to, my dad would say, if I'm going to lose him, it's best to do it on a football field. That was <laughs> yeah. a huge football fan. Keep going so. back to those end zones just to keep yeah. checking, them, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. They, they went into grass, those little metal necklaces, you know, the, the fine cut grass on there. I mean, it was, I'm they amazed. found it at about one yeah. forty-five in the morning. They found yeah. it. So. I'm, I'm surprised that if, if I had heard he lost it, I would have been sure that he lost it in one of his four Lambo leaps in the crowd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, they were I talking about how he had, um, his father had died in yeah. April, who was only in his 50s of, of COVID. Of COVID, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, hold on, hold on, Chris. Bill, go ahead. Do you want, I, I'm sorry I had to step away for a, oh. a little minor crisis here, but it, <laughs> temporary, it's solved, it's, it's fine. But do you want me to play that audio? Oh, it's yes. always good yes. to hear Paul Allen. Yes. Yes. There's yes. nothing it's like Paul Allen. Yes. Pete Versich is the guy on the collar with him. So right, we're, and we're so this it. only takes 29 seconds. So Yeah, that would be good. I don't think yeah. we'll mess you up too much, and I'm sorry. That's, That's no problem. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is gone! No, he's no good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Are oh, my goodness. He missed a right. What a gut punch to a team. Paul, that play after play, toward the end, fought its way back. Oh, missed it by like a foot. And just, oh my God, how did so, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Not the best audio. I love that. He, well, he, you know he, the he, problem is they, they were talking about that because they have a feature on. I was listening yesterday to EEI with uh, um, Gresh and um, and uh, Keith, and they have the thing called "What Happened," and they play some of the highlights of the different games. And he was Gresh was saying he's done some radio play by play, and sometimes you're here in the crowd and you just say, you don't want to be late, but you you're looking for the official, but they're not signaling, and you know, and you just think you think you know, and you don't. You know, it's it's, it's hard. You to know, know. I, I was noticing in that game. First of all, it was a very loud game. At least the TV yeah. broadcast um, you had oh, yeah. trouble hearing the announcers for the crowd. But it seemed like it was it was almost half and half Minnesota and Arizona. It was. Yeah. There's it, tons it of the Westerners way, yeah. in Arizona. That's like Florida for us, you know, coming down yeah. in New York and New England. There, there's tons of people from the Midwest and Arizona. Just oh, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I know it, it was kind of that way for the Cowboys game, but it's always kind of that way for the Cowboys game. Yeah, the Cowboys game. Was, yeah. They well, don't have and the Chargers. Who, 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 how many Chargers fans are there? Yeah, I bet you there was more Cowboys fans and Charger fans. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They need to build their own, do something because they got to get their own. Go back to San Diego. I don't know what they got to yeah. do. <laughs> okay, so here are the standings now. AFC East, Buffalo 1-1. One and one. Miami 1-1. One and one. Patriots 1-1. One and one. <clears throat> Jets 0-2, oh as we said. AFC North, well, they've wasted two weeks. Baltimore 1-1. One one. <laughs> Cincinnati 1-1. One one. Cleveland 1-1. One one. Pittsburgh 1-1. One one. They'll can just start again. <laughs> AFC South. Houston 1-1. One one. Tennessee 1-1. One one. <clears throat> Colts are 0-2. Jacksonville 0-2. In the West, we have Denver 2-0. Las Vegas 2-0. Kansas City 1-1. One and, one. and the Chargers are 1-1. One NFC East, Dallas one and one, Philadelphia one and one, Washington one and one, and the fabulous New York Football Giants zero and two. NFC North, Chicago one and one, Green Bay one and one, Detroit zero and two, and Minnesota zero and two. In the South, Carolina two and zero, Tampa Bay two and zero, New Orleans one and one, and Atlanta zero and two. NFC West, Arizona two and zero, the Rams are two and zero, San Francisco two and zero, and Seattle thinks they should be two and zero for having a big lead like that, but they're not. They're one and one. And so we have for undefeated teams, we have Denver. Las Vegas, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Arizona, the Rams, and San Francisco. And for winless teams, we have the Jets, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Giants, Detroit, Minnesota, and...
and Atlanta. So and, the bad, and the bad thing with these 0-2 teams, <clears throat> that makes it a lot more difficult to get into the playoffs at 0-2. That's what they say. The yep. and now we have 17 yeah. games, so it's not as hard. Yep. Yes. So, uh, what do we got for week three, Chris? <laughs> well, we got, uh, let's see, here we go. We have on Thursday night without uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Carolina will play Houston in Houston at 8.20 p.m. on NFL Networks. That's one of those games, Chris, the extra games, because the South is playing, you know, NFC South is playing AFC East. Right. Okay. So so that's an extra, one of those extra games. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Sunday, we have Washington at Buffalo, 1 p.m. on Fox. Chicago at Cleveland, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Baltimore at Detroit, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee, 1 p.m. on CBS. The Chargers are at Kansas City, 1 p.m. on CBS. <clears throat> New Orleans at the uh, Patriots, 1 p.m. on Fox. Atlanta at the Giants, 1 p.m. on Fox. That's why Someone's got to win. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to win. And uh, yeah, they, boy, oh boy, they'll get booed off the field if they don't. Oh man! Oh, and they, they are uh, they're retiring Eli's number at halftime at that game. Yes, oh, they are. People up yeah. for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, 1 p.m. on uh, CBS. We have Arizona at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, the Jet, uh, the Giants, uh, the Jets are at Denver, four or five p.m. on uh, CBS. That's so it's a Fox doubleheader week. Miami at the Raiders, four or five p.m. on CBS. Robert has given the uh, Miami Dolphins a lot of bulletin board material during his conference. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Tampa Bay at the Rams. That's going to be good. Four twenty-five p.m. on Fox. That's yes. the game where Joe Buck and them will be. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Seattle yeah. at Minnesota, four twenty-five p.m. on Fox. We have Green Bay at San Francisco, eight twenty p.m. That's going to be a good game too on NBC and the. Monday night game, another good game, I think. Philadelphia at Dallas, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. So that's your slate for week three. So there you go. All right. So now I guess we move on to baseball. Yep. All right. So let's do the standing. American League East, and we'll analyze them after we get done. Tampa Bay, 93 and 58. Red Sox, 86 and 65. They got the uh, two out of three against Seattle. That turned things around. And then they got the three wins against Baltimore they were supposed to get. Uh, Toronto, 84 and 66. Uh, the Yankees are 84 and 67. Baltimore 48 and 102. Uh, I, I think it's what three or four years in a row Baltimore's lost over 100 games. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're in bad. The, in the Central, we have the White Sox at 85 and 65. Cleveland 73 and 76. And the White Sox magic number I think is uh, two. Uh, Detroit 73, 78. Kansas City 69 and 82. Minnesota 65 and 85. In the West, we have Houston at 89 and 61. The A's are 82 and 68. Seattle 81 and 69. The Angels 72, 78, and Texas 55 and 95. So, looking at the wild card, <clears throat> the Red Sox now lead it uh, over Toronto by a game and a half uh, for the number one. And then, so Toronto's at 18 over. We have the Yankees at just a half game behind them at 17 over. And then we find Oakland and Seattle here. Oakland is at 82 and 68. They're only a game and a half out. I wouldn't give up yet, uh, Robert. Or two, okay. two out. Uh, two out, yeah. yeah, two out. So, okay, good. I'm glad I talked you off the edge. And then uh, <laughs> Seattle, uh, 81 and 69, they're three out. So, but this is a big series with the A's in Seattle because if uh, somebody. Yeah, and uh, Seattle already won the first game. So, and we right. got three more left. So. Right. So, we'll see what happens in that uh, uh, thing. So, uh, so right now, the Red Sox are leading it. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got the Mets now for two games and then uh, three against the Yankees. And uh, they could. They could still be big games, so we'll see if the Yankees oh, yeah. can beat and, and while we're in the American League, Chris, the uh, White yep. Sox magic number is still at two because they did lose today. They've already played. The Tigers won the game 5-3. to three. Okay. All right. In the, Nash- 
<coughs> National League. We have the Braves at seventy-eight and seventy. See, still not going to be a great record to win the division. You know, it's going to be like way behind uh, all the other divisions. Yep. Philadelphia seventy-six, seventy-four. The Mets seventy-three, seventy-seven. We'll explain the fork forkness that is following <laughs> the Mets. Uh, Miami at sixty-five and eighty-six. Washington sixty-one and eighty-nine. In the Central, we have Milwaukee at ninety-one and fifty-nine. Their magic number is three. St. Louis, and they've eight. already clinched a playoff spot. So. Yes, they have. As of the Dodgers and Giants. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis eighty and sixty-nine. Cincinnati seventy-eight, seventy-three. The Cubs are sixty-seven and eighty-three. Pittsburgh fifty-six and ninety-four. In the West, we have San Francisco ninety-seven and fifty-three. Dodgers ninety-six and fifty-four. And that's important. And who wins that division? It didn't used to be, you know, but now it is. So uh, you know that that that's one good change baseball made. It make uh, the winning the division uh, worth more. And Frisco uh, has a tiebreaker, right? Do they? Okay. Yeah. 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 Series, yes. series. yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, what tiebreaker? The Red Sox, Toronto. I don't even know. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Theory. I don't know. Because that would be the kind of, again, it would be invoked when you don't have to play, if it's not a play-in situation. Like right now, if Toronto and the Yankees were to tie, they'd play a game. Red Sox and Toronto would not. It would go by the season series, I think, to determine home field. Yeah. Uh, San Diego, 76-73. Colorado, 70-79. and 79, And Arizona, 48-102. and I, I kind of like the lead that Colorado's got over Arizona. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, and any playoff games will occur on Monday, October 4th. Okay, but then for, the wild card for, games are Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Right. The actual yeah. wild card game. Right. So we have the Braves at the eight over. Philadelphia, 76, 74 is three out. They're still in it, yeah. but the Mets now, 73 and 77. They're six out in the division. And uh, that with two weeks to go, that's pretty hard, uh, catching two yeah. teams and everything yeah. else. I know it can be done. The Cardinals did it in 64. But uh, so then for the wild card, we got St. Louis now. It'll, uh, you know, obviously the uh, Dodgers or Giants get that first one. So the battle for the second one. <clears throat> St. Louis is 11 over. Cincinnati is. Is five over, so they're three out uh, behind the Cardinals. And then, uh, let's see, the Padres are also are four out, I guess. And I guess that's it, right? So yep. that's really yeah. the only – because the Mets and the Mets, let's see, for that, they're under 500. So they're about seven and a half out yeah. for that, I yeah. think, aren't they're they? Done. They're, they're done. They're done. So put a, and the put a Padres, in the Mets. I believe I heard today on, uh, on Chris Russo's show on uh, MLB Network, they were 17 games over on August 10th. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh. the difference between the Padres and the Red Sox, you know, the Red Sox had what the two things that are happening with the Red Sox. First of all, you know, Alex Cora is an excellent manager, and that's one thing. Second thing that's happening is COVID for a good reason. They now are, have rested people. San, Xander Bogart's had a bad wrist. He got 10 days off with COVID. That's fine. You know, he's, he's a young guy. He's recovered, and he's back, and, you know, he's hitting better. Yeah, they had rest. Matt Barnes needed rest. He was he was worn down. They got some people back with, with really rest at the right time, managed to maintain while they were gone, you know, and then uh, they pretty much basically came back about a week ago, and, you know, two out of three Seattle, one to three against Baltimore. But I would say that's the difference that, you know, San Diego and I think the real crux of it was they did not get Scherzer. If they'd gotten Scherzer, I think it just would have been a whole different attitude on that team, you know? Well, you got I, I, he was saying to Today, uh, Bill, that uh, he thinks not only is Tingler in trouble in San Diego, but Russo also thinks that uh, the Reds have underachieved and, and David Bell might be in some trouble. Uh, yeah, that's what I hear. That's, that could be. Okay, so the schedule for tonight. We had, Well, we, we already had a final with the uh, Tigers beating the White Sox. <clears throat> in 6-10, we have Kansas City, City at Cleveland. 6-40, the White Sox are back at Detroit again for the second game. Oh, it's a double. No, no, it is a no, double. No, no, it is not. Oh, okay. they moved that up. That's right. They must have moved it up because there uh, must be weather on the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the White Sox have other doubleheaders they have to play. All right. <clears throat> Pittsburgh's at Cincinnati at six forty. Washington and Miami seven oh five. Texas at the Yankees. 
Baltimore, Philadelphia. 710, we have the Mets at the Red Sox. We have Toronto at Tampa Bay, 740. And that's the ESPN game, by the way. That's right. Minnesota at the Cubs. St. Louis at Milwaukee. 840, we have the Dodgers at Colorado. 938, Houston at the Angels. 940, Atlanta at Arizona. Seattle at Oakland. And 1010 at San Francisco and San Diego. I think the Seattle-Oakland game is going to be on, uh, too, no, as well. No, San Francisco-San Diego is oh, the San Francisco, Fox, San Diego. Fox Sports 1 okay. game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there aren't a whole lot of baseball news and notes. There's a few, but uh, the two, 2023 All-Star Game has been awarded to Seattle. So it's going to be in T-Mobile Park, which was Safeco Field. And, of course, the first time since 01 and before that, 1979 for Seattle. And it was in the Kingdom then. And the 2022 game is at Dodger Stadium. And then Patrick Wisdom hit his 27th home run for the Cubs, and that's a rookie record for the Cubs, and uh, set by Chris Bryant, in uh, who hit 26 in 2015. And then uh, Joe Madden said uh, was not mutual when he left the Cubs. He basically uh, this is what the CEO Jed Hoyer people do when you leave. It was mutual, you know. If they if they like you at right. all, they'll say it was mutual. I mean, they didn't say it was was with Bobby Valentine, for example. No. <laughs> but you know, but Terry Francona, they first said it was mutual. Then they started to say, well, he was taken all this medication yeah, yeah. well the people were you know, the players were ordering pizza and chicken and you know and wings and all this other stuff and you know then it starts to come out well we're not that unhappy that he left and everything's okay but but yeah. he's a good guy and they did did this with francona so this is not a new stuff you know yeah. for, for this group of people this is what they do and you know they were happy to get cora back i mean that they really weren't firing cora they didn't want to even have cora not manage last year so that was a little different situation but you know so it's not really uh, surprising that that happened and he wanted to stay. And then the other things uh, that happened last night, John Lester got a 200th win. Good for him. Good for him. Good pitcher. Good, good guy. Good for him. Who got fought back from cancer. You know, good guy. Played for the Red Sox Cubs and now the Cardinals. And, you know, just, just a, a, a very nice guy. And everybody. So, Chris, you can make there. a note of it. That is my one positive thing that I will say about Cardinals. Nothing more <laughs> right. will I say positive. Yeah, about and during, during the postseason, you can root for John Lester to do it. Uh, he'll be the one player. Yeah, and then and also we had a home record for uh, Salvador Perez. It is 46 home run. He uh, most homers in a regular season for a catcher, and he broke Johnny Bench's record of 45 in uh, 1970. He tied with Vlad Guerrero for the uh, major league lead in home runs too, and yeah. the American League. And what a classy two, thing! Right after he hit the home run, Johnny Bench put out a tweet uh, congratulating him almost immediately. So yeah. a class move by Johnny Bench. Yeah, yeah, that that is cool. So that's all I have for baseball. Anybody? I else? have one. I have one more note. It's kind and of I a cool story. Nobody cares okay. about the Pirates, but you know how that goes. <laughs> Nobody cares. Jacob Stallings, their catcher, is on the cushion uh, list. So to uh, since he is on the concussion list, the Pirates called up catcher Taylor Davis from Indianapolis. And uh, uh, Taylor Davis, for those who don't know, and he was in the Cubs organization, the pitchers loved this guy. That's another one that I think Theo screwed up when he DFA'd him in, in 19. Was he, I mean, was he going to be, was he going to replace Wilson Contreras? No, but the pitcher, you Darvish w- has said that he really did it well with him when when uh, he was in the Cubs organization. So good, mm-hmm. good for Taylor Davis. He's getting a chance at least to go up. And I mean, it's for a meaningless team, but good for him. 
Yeah, and they'll if anybody wants them at all, they'll trade them at the end of the season. So Jerry, don't get attached to them because you know that's what they do. Yeah. Let's get oh, more prospects. I would, I would be, I, I would be very. I, hold on, Jerry. I'd yeah. be very yeah. if they want to if they want to trade him. I would be very happy if the Cubs would reacquire him hey, because keep, he he played here for I think parts of four seasons and he was actually known as the mayor here in Des Moines. So oh, yeah. go ahead, that's Rick. Cool. Okay, um, I heard over the weekend that MLB announced that in the playoffs, unvaccinated. Co- Coaches and team staff members would not be allowed on the field correct. or in the clubhouse. That is correct. And there are yeah. two managers. They did not say who, but there are two managers that are unvaccinated. So that might be a story going mm. forward. But they're, yeah, well, we'll they're, see who they are. We'll find we, out. Yeah, we'll find people. out come playoff time if they don't people, get vaccinated. People, people, need the to get, yeah. people need to get their shots. I, you know. Well, uh, uh, well, let's stay out of the Well, <laughs> we, we say it every week, and uh, that's yeah. nothing new. We, 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 do, do. we do, but people but, are going to do it. At this point, I know point, Alex Cora did a did a PSA for it that plays on the Red yeah. Sox games all the time. So, okay. uh, so we know not, we know one of them, or we would hope to know then that one of them isn't him. Right. right. We, we know that. We, I'm sure of that. But yeah. anyway, all right, college football. So well, uh, we have the top 25. Why don't we, do you want to run that? I can run that down, Sean, and then we can talk about the games. You want to do it that way? Yeah, sure. Okay, you got You wrote the whole top I got it. I wrote it down. I got okay. top 10. But yeah, number one is Alabama. Number two is Georgia. Number three, Oregon. Number four is Oklahoma. Number five, Iowa. The Hawkeyes, number five. That's right. Penn State. Yeah, they stayed they stayed Penn State, number six. A&M, number seven. Texas A&M, number seven. Cincinnati, number eight. Clemson, number nine. Ohio State, 10. Florida, 11. Notre Dame, 12. Mississippi, 13. You got two in there. Iowa State, 14. You got three in the top 25, Perry. This isn't bad. 14. 14. All right. Iowa State, 14. BYU, 15. Arkansas, 16. Coastal Carolina, 17. Now, I I live close to their campus there, Chris. I'm really amazed that they're doing as well as they are in in Division I football. No, they they, they do pretty well. Wisconsin, 18. Michigan, 19. Michigan State, 20. So three in a row from the Big Ten. North Carolina, 21. They've uh, hung in there after they lost to Virginia Tech a couple weeks ago. Fresno State, 22. Uh, Auburn, 23. UCLA, 24. And Kansas State, 25. So for some yeah. of the games that uh, we had this week, uh, Michigan State over Miami, but pretty big, 38-17 at Miami. That's pretty good. Uh, no, no, well, okay, but Miami's not that good. And uh, yeah, Michigan State, Michigan State, I'm impressed with them. But Miami is yeah. not. Well, you win I mean, it on Miami, the road by three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State, though. I'm gonna we're going to we're gonna find out what happened. We'll find out how good they are when they get play like Ohio State, Penn and, State. And even this week, they got Nebraska. Who, yeah. who Nebraska's not that great, but they kind of had a moral victory against Oklahoma. They did. Stuff. They did. They did. Okay. West Virginia beat, we talked about Virginia Tech, but West Virginia, in West Virginia, beat them 27-21. Western mm-hmm. Michigan beat Pitt, as Jerry mentioned. That That's kind of a shock when a MAC team comes in and beats one of the Power Five. Well, the Pitt's not that good. Yeah. Well, again, they, they had Michigan's beaten Tennessee. Good group of five. They had beaten Tennessee, so, you know, but I mean, Tennessee, they did something. Well, that's Tennessee, though. Yeah, well, we'll that's see how they play. Okay. And, okay. and one of the people I uh, uh, do boxing stuff with uh, on a semi-regular basis, Chris, is a Miami graduate, and he said the, the coach down yeah. there is in serious is hot water for probably is yeah Oh, yeah, maybe is. Yeah, is. As Perry said, uh, I mean, Sean said Oklahoma beat Nebraska 23-16. That is good for Nebraska. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Cincinnati and that was over... the 50th anniversary of 
DJ. The big game there in Nebraska. Thanksgiving. Camp? Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving of 71. I remember that. Yeah. Cincinnati beat Indiana 38-24. We talked a, a little bit about that. And Indiana, you know, uh, hung in with them, but they, they couldn't do it. Minnesota beat uh, Colorado 30 to nothing. Jeez, Colorado. Well, yeah, Colorado is not good. Colorado is not that good. Minnesota, remember I said they're a team to watch. Yeah. They're a team to watch. Notre Dame managed to hang on again. I mean, not that it was super close at the time, but 27-13. They're not impressing anybody. No, 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 not at all. Uh, Clemson beat Georgia Tech. They hung on 14 to 8. That's not. I'm uh, not impressed with them at all. No, that's another overrated team. Yeah, they're probably going to. Hey, maybe BC can catch them in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Hey, by the way, BC's playing Missouri this coming week. First time they've ever played. So that'll be kind of fun. They're at the height. USC beat Washington State 45 to 14 with a new coach. Washington State is not that good, but we'll see what what happens with USC going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama beat. And I tried to hear the end of this game, but I couldn't figure out how to get it. I was trying to rush around and found out the score. And 31 29. Alabama v. Florida. That must have been Florida should have won this game. Florida could have very they easily they won this game. This was they should have. But the Gators, number, the and Gators and it played did not pretty hurt well. Florida, and it did not hurt Florida at all because, you know, Florida's number 11. So didn't yeah, no, all. they're fine. Yeah. Wake Forest beat another bad team. Florida State 35-14. to 14. This Ohio is State. the first time that yeah. Florida State has started off 0-3 since Bobby Bowden's first year in 76. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Ohio State over Tulsa 41-20. And it wasn't even that uh, big of a blowout. It was 27-20 with three minutes to go. Ohio State is another overrated team. Okay. Memphis over Mississippi State, 31-29. What happened on that one, Perry? As it turns out, the it sounds like the SEC basically had to admit uh, that a mistake was made by the officials. Back to this officiating thing again. And a call was made that helped Memphis end up winning that game. So Mississippi State, of course, thinks that they got posed but you know what we can always say what we want about officiating but when you don't play that well there's there are reasons you should have won the game you know well it's an interconference game so whose officials were officiating there I believe I heard it was SEC. It was SEC. Well, that's weird. I thought they got a third conference. Maybe that's only in bowl games. I thought they got a third conference to officiate. No, it's, yeah, that's, it depends that's bowl games. It, yeah. It's agreed upon by the two teams on who. Okay. Georgia beat South Carolina 40-13, to 13, so that wasn't said too exciting. Yeah, Penn State beat Auburn 28-20. That was a good game. Yeah, that was a good game. game. I listened to that. That was a good game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina over Virginia, 59-39, to 39, a wild one. And it bounced, they had helped them bounce back after the Virginia Tech loss from yeah. ago and just yeah. really got them going. Okay, Kansas beat Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, anytime uh, Kansas Oof, beats God. any SEC team, uh, 40 no, points. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt played Stanford, Chris. Oh, Stanford. Oh, I'm misreading this. Yeah. Stanford uh, beat Vanderbilt. But either way, yeah. Stanford beating Vanderbilt, pretty amazing. Yeah, too. Oh, yeah I think it was 41-27 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then you had an article that you found in there about the Pac-12 well, had gone after some of these big Hold on, uh, before we get to that, let me talk about some okay. other ones. Kansas, I'll tell you one that surprised me was Kansas State over Nevada, because Nevada, pretty decent team. And then, of course, yeah. the Fresno State over UCLA, they got yeah. Fresno State. In it was 40-37 to 37 in that one. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and that got Fresno State in the top 25. And Kansas State beating Nevada, who uh, who beat California. Nevada is not a bad team. And those Mountain West teams, Nevada, Fresno State, Boise, Utah State, those four, you got to watch those teams. Cause, I mean, with Kansas State coming in, but yeah, and then this this week you got some pretty interesting matches. Well, hold on, Sean. Before you go to before you go to this week, uh, everybody was yelling too that uh, Tulane was going to be a great uh, story and this and this. Well, they went to Ole yeah. Miss on Saturday night, and uh, Ole Miss beat beat them sixty one to 21 in a game that I thought would never end. It started at 845 (laughs) after a monsoon set in. And and that just shows, is Oklahoma really that good, 
Or, you know, because, I mean, Tulane, who that week came in with the hurricane and everything and almost beat Oklahoma, and Oklahoma has struggled a little bit, even against, uh, oh, not Tulsa, uh, whoever, yeah, whoever it was. They had a couple well, of others. And I, get, I guess uh, they said, too, that uh, for college football, if the teams agree to, you know, to it, there is no really curfew because the question came up on Saturday night because it was lightning and everything else when yeah. the game was supposed to start at seven o'clock. You know, what yeah. would they be able to do? And apparently, uh, in, in this case, if uh, the Ole Miss staff and the Tulane staff agreed on whatever they were going to do, there is no curfew, so they could have started the game as late as they wanted to. If mm-hmm. they, you know, because obviously college football, it's, it's harder to make up those games. Than, oh, yeah. And, and also, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State took care of Boise State. They yeah, beat 20, them. It was, it was 21 to 20. It was a good game. Yeah, BYU over Arizona State. That was another good one. Uh, top 25 mm-hmm. game. Arizona State, of course, fell out. But BYU won that. I mean, that they got them up to number 15. And then, of course, Texas handled their business against Rice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was. But this week, not a lot of intriguing matchups. I mean, there's some which at the beginning of the year you would have thought this one would have been Wisconsin Notre Dame, but the way Notre Dame is playing, it's like, uh, oh, and they're going to uh, play. They're going to play that in Soldier Field, by the way. Yes, yes, in oh. Soldier Field, uh, Michigan State, Nebraska. Is Michigan State for real? Did Nebraska even in that loss get a little bit of momentum? That's another one you look at. Oklahoma, West Virginia. After West Virginia doing what they did, that's another, and Oklahoma State, Kansas State, uh, LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, I mean, Florida. Florida's going into Tennessee. They should handle their business. Uh, I think Georgia's going into Vanderbilt. They should handle that. Uh, Alabama over should handle Southern Miss. Clemson goes into NC State. Now, NC State's not that great, but you know the Clemson's way Clemson's going to play. Georgia Tech going to beat them. Georgia yep. Tech going to beat them. And I'll say the Pac-12 right now. It's we all we were looking at UCLA. Are they for real? I mean, the Pac-12 is Oregon. And a bunch of other teams. Well, <laughs> is, is Oregon supposed to be that good? They're ranked number three, Sean, but are they really? Uh, I think Oregon is that good. I mean, oh. yeah, they beat Ohio State to start off, but Ohio mm-hmm. State's not. But Oregon looks, I mean, I think because of where they're at in the Pac-12, Oregon looks like a pretty good you know, pretty good team because, I mean, Washington, they, they got the north. You got Washington, Washington State down. Stanford, not that great this year. Cal, uh, and I don't know, Cal down. Oregon State, not you know, not that great, and I don't know who they're playing out of the South. Uh, right. You know, I mean, Utah, Utah just changed quarterbacks, and their quarterback, Charlie Brewer, just left the team, so I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, and then Arizona State, yeah, they, I mean, Arizona State out of the South, but, I mean, or- Oregon's a lot better than, I mean, Oregon's head and shoulders above the others okay. in that conference, at least. In that okay. conference. Yeah. Okay. So, um, hey, that's cool. And by the way, Sean got that top twenty-five. I didn't just uh, make it up. Although I, you know, <laughs> that I was, was the AP top twenty-five. That was the AP was the top, top twenty-five. But he asked his uh, lady A to get it for him. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, lady A don't give scores too well, but she read the top twenty-five. That's <laughs> he did. Cool. Yes, she did. She did. So uh, one one last thing on the college football. So you saw an article, uh, Sean, this week about the Pac-12 and how things might have gone down differently with the with the uh, uh, Pac-12 and the well, Big Twelve, right? Well, apparently the Pac-12 had thought about Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, but they had reached out to Houston and TCU, and but they only wanted Houston and TCU to come in for football and men's basketball. Houston said no, and TCU said no. We go, we if we go to a conference, we're all in. If you don't want us, so that kind of messed up the Oklahoma State Texas Tech. And you may be thinking, okay, TCU, wait a minute, they're religious, but in 1995. 
because, see, unlike some of the other religious schools, SMU is, you know, connected directly with the Methodist Church, Baylor, the Baptist, BYU, the Mormons, you know, Notre Dame, Syracuse, you see the Catholic Church, you know, directly with... It was founded by a pastor, but in the mid-'90s, I think TCU knew that to get federal funding, that they decided... You know, we're going to distance ourselves being a religious university, even though our name is Texas Christian, you know, because we're going to be more inclusive, more accepting of other. And they did this somewhat for athletics and academic funding. And so they were okay in the Pac-12, who does not want religious schools. They won't take Baylor. They won't take BYU. They were looking at it, but they only wanted them for football and men's basketball. And that's, that's how the Big 12 thing came along, because they couldn't get to – they wanted 16. They would have taken Oklahoma State and Texas Tech if they had Houston and TCU, but they said no. Only for, Which, if they had both Houston and TCU had gone there for basketball, for baseball, for all four, that would have made the Pac-12 with Houston, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, uh, Oregon, <laughs> Stanford, yeah. the Arizona School, that would have made them a monster baseball conference and a pretty good basketball team. Yeah, you wonder. You know, what and, and this year, and this year, if you look at, a, at it for football this year, if we don't know about Oklahoma and all that, Cincinnati they looked pretty good against Indiana on Saturday too. Cincinnati yeah. might have been. And they got Notre Dame. They might be, in a couple weeks. Yeah, they might they be Notre Dame next, in this year's this week, Big Twelve week. if they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. They, them and BYU. Okay, so all right, so we got any more college football before we move to the NBA? No, I think that's it. Only got a couple of things on the NBA. One of them is the Clippers uh, broke broke ground for their new home in Inglewood, California, and they will open in the twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season. So they're going to have their own identity, and this is good. I mean, the Clippers. Yeah, are, no, I, I'm happy for them. I am too. They, you know, they're building. They they got a nice young announcer in uh, Noah. Uh, Eagle, and they've, they've got some good young, good players. You know, they kept their nucleus together during the off season, and they're going to be a tough team. So, uh, you know, and they're going to be only a mile away from SoFi Stadium, and it's uh, where, where the that Englewood where the fabulous forum was. The Jack can it's Cook. on the site oh. where the forum was. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. Because okay. he had to buy the forum, he, they wouldn't the forum they wouldn't let it. So he bought the forum and uh-huh. he tore it down to break down on the into it. Yeah, Madison Square Garden owned the forum, and so Steve Ballmer had to buy the forum so he could uh, okay. tear it down. That's where they're going to build. Steve Ballmer, the owner there, contributed to housing and uh, libraries and stuff for the city of Englewood right. to uh, to also uh, get a sweetheart deal. And JJ Reddick retired today. Of course, yeah. we don't have a staff. We can maybe get those next week. But you know, a good long fifteen year career with man, about six teams. I I don't remember who all they were but uh you know 60 i don't think he had any title but he did play for no. six teams and he he played a lot he was your sixth seventh eighth guy off of, you know he's in the in the game a lot sometimes started good good solid player so from duke of course uh the nhl uh, hold, hold on okay. chris before we go to the okay. nhl let's go to our friend in chicago jamal, oh, jamal. okay i'll bet he's gonna want to talk about the bears yeah, and the White Sox. And the White Sox. Yeah. Well, yes, I'm going to comment on both. I'm happy about the Bears winning. I think the if the Bears defense comes out and keeps firing like they've been firing on Sunday, they're going to be better than people think. If they have an eight like they did against the against the Rams, then they're going to have a problem. Hopefully, the Bears have a defensive turnaround. That's a good sign of good things to come. As for the White Sox, they keep muddling along. Why, why they didn't beat the Tigers yesterday is beyond me. The magic number nor, is nor did they beat them today, Jamal. They lost today, Jamal. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, they, they, this team just too talented for this nonsense. They're looking at you know, the reason why they're, going to, why they're walking away with it. 
because you, you hope Jamal, you know, and it does happen. It, you hope that it's, it's one of those things where they know they got the division. They really are kind of locked into third place now, and they're going to go, you know, have to play Houston in the rematch of the 2005 World Series in the first round. And you know, it, it, sometimes a team can turn it on, sometimes they can't. And uh, this is this is kind of what's going on with the White Sox. We'll have to see how how uh, Larusa does. Good get news them back for them, going. Jamal, is this good news for the White Sox? They're going to have a mm-hmm. lot of fans in October because you know how, you know what people think of the Astros. Uh, we hate the Astros. Yeah. Right, but, but still, I want them. To, I want the Astros take out. I don't want to see the White Sox lose them to them bastards. I can't say. I mean, I'm sorry, but with all that being said, I mean, the White Sox need to put the pedal to the metal and just finish strong. For God's sake. You know, it sounds like it sounds like you're making a speech in Grand Park on a bullhorn tomorrow. It's pretty good. Well, I, well, I just got off the bus and I'm walking home. Yeah. So, but still, the facts are the facts. The White Sox are too doggone good to be playing, to be mumbling around. And it's frustrating as a fan. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, you can't. You know, you can't manufacture, uh, oh, we got, you know, it, it, and when you're in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs, it's hard to get, uh, I can right. remember that Celtics gave up home field advantage, home court advantage to the to the Hawks, you know, at, uh, I think it was Doc at the time was a coach, he said, we got to rest some players, I can't do this, and they just decided to finish, but they end up losing that series to the Hawks, by the way. But, you know, it's like, there's a certain point where you kind of have conserved, you got to, you look, for, you can't worry about the battle, you got to win the war, and you just hope that Tony can get them turned on again when, the, when, the, when they get to the playoffs, that's all. I don't know if he can. I mean, as I was a critic of the Tony Hire in the first place, and this is the reason why. <laughs> you know, you got to, you know, and yes, they've had injuries, but they survive also their injuries. Yeah, well, but we'll it, see what I happens. I mean, this is just, I mean, they're, they're, I'm just afraid they're going to be one and done. Yeah, well, it'll it'll be a it, it, Houston is not a not an easy team. That's for sure. No, uh, nobody, not, nobody in the uh, Tampa Bay is really good, and Houston's really good. And if it's not Tampa Bay against Houston in the final in the uh, league championship, I'll be surprised. I mean, as good as the Red Sox have played lately, as good as Toronto can hit, all that I, I really think, and the White Sox are good. I just think it's it's going to be Tampa Bay and Houston. If I had to, you know, handicap it right now, well, boy, uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay will have Tampa Bay will have a lot of fans there too. But that's the thing, though, as I said, Jamal, the White not Sox. In the state. They won't be in the stadium, Perry. They'll be, they'll be fans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, they'll have fans all over the country because they're they the will. Astros. Now, they might actually show up for playoff games. We'll see how that works. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Right. Is that it for Jamal? That's it. Yep. Yes, it is all right. So the NHL, we have some old grizzled veterans to talk about here that Robert uh, wanted to know about. Zdeno Chara signed uh, for a, a contract with the Islanders, a one-year contract. I think it's, a, it was like 24th year. Yeah, and mostly, uh, mostly the Bruins great. started off with the Ottawa Senators. What were you going to say, Robert? He, he was originally drafted by the Islanders, uh, uh, Chris. That's, oh, and traded that's, to Ottawa. Yeah, traded to Ottawa. Okay, so, well, yeah, he comes so home. He okay. uh, went. He went back to the island. He said uh, it's going to be great playing in a new arena because the Islanders opened their new arena this yep, year. They do. Oh, no, they've got a good team. They're, they're going to yeah. be tough. Okay. Yeah, very, very trot once again will we'll be a coach to reckon with in the NHL. So. Yeah, uh, Joe Thornton's going to Florida. That's not yeah. a bad deal for him. Nope. Uh, 23rd season for him, I think. Yeah. Patrick Marlowe, the 24th, back to San Jose. No, and the 23rd, uh, him and Joe were in the same draft. Oh, 23rd, okay, yeah. San Jose. And that's right, they were talking about them as one and two, uh, right. you know, Joe and, and Patrick. That's right. right. So the consecutive game street, Keith Yandel uh, is with Philadelphia. David USF found that out. He has 926. Uh, 22. 26, uh, 22. Two consecutive games. He's going for nine sixty four. 
Yeah, and, uh, and he, he's one year for nine hundred thousand with the Flyers. It, it's him and Patrick Marlowe, one and two. Uh, they'll they'll both end up breaking the record this year. So mm-hmm. yeah. okay, and who holds the record now? Uh, Doug Jarvis, nine sixty four. Okay, all right. There and then go. for we we uh, had a question come up, and I guess uh, Gina, who who called in last week, found out the answer somewhere else. But uh, we wanted to give it to everybody else. The Seattle radio play by play will be Everett um, Fitz Fitzhugh. He's Fitzhugh. the first. Fitzhugh, yes. He's the first African-American uh, primary hockey uh, broadcaster in the league. He was recommended by Doc Emmerich, and uh, he was doing the Cincinnati Cyclones before that. And apparently we don't know what the deal is with Chuck Hayden, whether he's got a, uh, a health issue or, or what, but uh, he is not going to be doing the game. So that was the end of his career with, uh, with Hartford. It didn't end uh, the way it should have. But uh, Well, and his son indicated that uh, Chuck wasn't doing well health-wise, and he yeah. said after Carolina did what they did, he said his dad was never the same. It's kind of like taking his life away from him, you know. Cause yeah, because he knew he'd have to wait two years, and then the pandemic came, and that, that yeah. had to be scary for anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. so John Forsland is still the uh, the uh, TV voice. is now the new TV voice, and he had been at Hartford slash Carolina from 1995 to 2020. So that's gonna, correct. And JT Brown is going to do color with him, former NHLer, who's also a, a black uh, person. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's the story with the uh, Seattle broadcast. And, and from uh, what I can from what I can gather, um, it sounds like Fitchu may be doing the radio by himself because I don't know about any analysts there on radio with well, him. Well, that's what Chuck did for many, many years. He was uh, occasionally yeah. for the playoffs. He had it, and uh, uh, but nobody had time to talk with Chuck. He was oh yeah, talking. he couldn't, yeah. couldn't squeeze a word in edgewise. That's Chuck right. Was, you know, occasionally he did have uh, people during the playoffs, but that was not uh, common for NASCAR. The uh, on two oh six twenty two is when they open, and they're going to do at the LA Coliseum. They're going to have the Bush Clash or the Coliseum Clash, and the class uh, or the Clash of the Coliseum, they're calling it. And it's a week before the Super Bowl, which will be at SoFi Stadium. And uh, you know, of course, they're always looking for stuff. They usually the NHL All Star Games that day, and you know, usually they try to find a lot of big college basketball games to have and stuff. So they try well, to keep us busy while we wait for the Super Bowl. And yeah, actually, normally uh, the Bush Clash, normally the Bush Clash would be at like the week after the Super Bowl, the week before yeah. Daytona. But yeah. since Super Bowl with seventeen games now pushed back, it pushed back. They're not going to do it on Super Bowl right. Sunday. Right. I mean, they could do it at like noon or one. Or they could do it Saturday night yeah. too. You know. Yeah, but I know. Uh, see, the Bush Clash is one of those races where you qualify for the uh, Daytona Five Hundred. So, and, and, they're, and a they're lot bad. of people are not happy that it's not at Daytona. They're doing no. it as part of the Super Bowl festivities. They're not really right. happy. But they don't want to be in Daytona for two weeks, I guess. Right. right. But that yeah. adds to the lore of the Coliseum. They've had baseball there. They've had pro and college football. They've had the Olympics and many yep. other things. I'm sure David could give us a longer list of all the things oh, they've I'm, done at the yeah. Coliseum. I'm but, sure. uh, you know, and of course, uh, home for the uh, Dodgers and Angels before uh, Dodger Stadium was built. And, yep. uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. The Angels were at Wrigley Field, I guess. Oh, so. right. two Olympics. Yeah, two Olympics and, and all that. So, yeah, and, the, soccer, yeah. and the, the last thing I have uh, for before we get to Robert and his boxing, for media, we have the. Uh, oh, the uh, NASCAR, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson, oh, yeah, Kyle Larson won the race. Okay. And the next one will be in Las Vegas on Sunday night on NBC Sports Network. And uh, it went from 16 to 12, but I didn't watch the race, Chris, because I had other things to do on Saturday. So I don't know who the 12 people are that are still alive and who the four were eliminated. So, um, 
you know. Okay. And then for the one media thing, they uh, they the outkick the coverage. Uh, the uh, replacements are uh, going to be uh, Jonas Knox, uh, Lamar Arrington, and Lavar uh, Lavar Lavar Arrington. I'm sorry, it says yeah, I wrote Lamar, but it says Lavar. It should be Lavar and Brady Quinn. So yeah. that's the uh, crew. They've Who, been doing it right along. It, they're going to call it two athletes and a cup of Joe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because and Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn have been doing some weekend shows for a couple of years together, and Lavar Arrington has been doing. He's actually been hosting the show with Blacko Burris and TJ Usmanzada on Saturdays. He's been the lead guy. So I mean, they've had and since uh, Clay Travis went to do the Rush Limbaugh replacement, and they've had a combination of any two or three of them. There in that 6 a.m. to yeah. 9 a.m. Eastern. So, well, they're not going to uh, draw from the uh, Morning Joe audience from MSNBC. They're two different groups of folks with no, a lot of support MSNBC. Most especially, well, you, like well, you, well, you, Coast, you could, Chris, of, if they want their sports picks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot exactly. of a lot of stations don't in the East Coast don't run them because they have a local morning show and then like Central you get an hour and then so on right. and so forth. You know, right. They're on AM 1200 here waiting around for Glenn Beck. That's what they do. So, yep. anyway. yeah. And I think they have Fox all night as well on 1200. Right. And then uh, for boxing, we got uh, Manny Pacquiao will run for the presidency of the Philippines, which we kind of knew anyway. Yeah. And the election will be in May and right. he's uh, trying to figure out about his govern government. Uh, guess, yeah, he's got time to put his government together in case he wins. And um, then so, so Robert, you wanted to preview uh, a fight between, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Joshua, Joshua. and uh, Alexander Usyk. Alex, Alexander Usyk is the former undisputed cruiserweight champion, and he's had two heavyweight fights since he debuted at heavyweight. And, uh, in my opinion, has not looked good in either one, but managed to win. He is 18-0. and 0. But he's go this is like going from triple A to the major leagues. Uh there's a tremendous size difference here. Uh Usyk is like six foot three, about two twenty. Joshua is six six, about two fifty. And uh I, you know, he's a good he's a good defensive fighter, good boxer, but I don't think he's got the power to, to uh to influence Joshua, I think Joshua is going to be able to do whatever he wants. And the question is, how long does Joshua want to fight? I I, I could see this going one of two ways. Either Joshua is going to uh, go in and try to end it as soon as possible, or since there's 60,000 people there, he's going to want to make sure people get their money's worth. He may stretch the fight out a while and and end up stopping it late. But for those of you that want to see it um, in the U.S., you'll have to get the zone. It'll be on at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's 10 a.m. on the West Coast. That's a 6 p.m. start in London for the entire fight card. So, and uh, if you're going to get any of these apps for bo for boxing or any any sports, DAZN does a wonderful job with with covering boxing. They also have soccer and they have sports documentaries on and other things. Uh, the guy that owns it or pretty much has a lot to do with it is Eddie Hearn. He's the main British promoter, and he's got a lot of his money invested in this app. And uh, for for an app on TV. Um, they do they do an outstanding job covering the sport of boxing, so you wouldn't be wasting your time with DAZN. ESPN Plus, on the other hand, they try to jam all sports on that app, and uh, it, it, it's not as very well run as DAZN is. DAZN, they have certain sports they, they focus on, and they know what their, uh, their strengths are, and they don't try to do anything that they're not capable of doing, but uh, it'll be an interesting fight as long as it lasts. For those of you that haven't seen fights in the UK, I didn't realize how, how uh, fanatical 
the British public is for the sport of boxing. Uh, tickets went on sale for this. I don't know when they, what day they put the tickets on sale, but within five minutes, sixty thousand tickets were sold. Wow! You know, and this wow. will be at a stock at one of the soccer stadiums. Yeah. Uh, because Joshua's had fights at Wembley Stadium where he sold out ninety thousand people, and he he's even said, "Look, the one time I came to the U.S." I fought in Madison Square Garden, I locked, and I had to go back and get my titles back. He said, as long as I'm champion and hold a majority of the title belt, people are going to have to come to England to deal with me. Because well, the crowd I really reacts. I remember when, when Ali fought in Europe, you know, fought in Germany, fought in yeah. England in 66, and those fans were roaring the whole time. It was like a soccer game, you know, like yeah. you hear on a soccer well, game. British fans of sports in general are yeah. just, they're very, they're rabid because I heard it. I heard a guy talking about it. He moved from England to America, and he was got into American football. And he goes, "Wow, the fans! You're just into your game and you're respectful." He goes, "But he goes, y'all don't riot like we do in England. <laughs> no, they're they're uh, about three hours drunker per game probably than we are. You know. Well, yeah. uh, well speaking well, I, speaking of a speaking of a riot, we do have one more item, and that is this: if you would like to listen to on-demand NFL games on Sirius XM. You can do it. We did. Thanks to Chris in Indiana, you say uh, team replay. So, like, if you want to listen to the Vikings, you just tell it. You just tell your smart speaker to play Vikings replay from Sirius XM. Yeah. Although I could not get it, I could not get it to work for the 49ers. Every time I said 49ers, it would not work. But uh, the dog, the dog that, is apparently unhappy about that. No. Yeah. yeah. Maybe have her do it. Definitely. Yeah. She <laughs> might do better. But we are going to have Sean knock it out. We, we are. Uh, all right. Well, first of all, remember. Check out Bill and Perry once again tomorrow and every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, come back and, and call them and bug them or ask them. Who knows what will pop up on that show. Also, download the podcast by going to, to legendoldies.com. You can also type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcast or have it delivered to you. You can tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or Sports Lounge Live from TuneIn. And you can go listen at 773-572-3006, option number nine. So next week, we'll be we'll have a lot more closer to playoffs, week three yep. of the NFL, all kinds of stuff. No telling. Oh, football, everything, yeah. See you next week.